efficient Sunday. I am. Let's go. Let's go. I am. I'm in. What we? <laughs> you put that cat down. Yeah. The cat's in. I was trying to be a Bond villain. I apologize. Yeah. It's warm by this fire, but <laughs> we're not even in the fire. We need to we jump in cool, the current. We got to cool off in the current. I just want everyone to know. I mean, it, it, we say it all the time. You have seven best friends when you tune into us every week, and it's wild because we used to say that, but now it's so real. And, and, and it was just a real existential morning, guys. <laughs> Did you short drift them? Well, (laughs) that's a yes. That's what the Canadians say. No bueno. No bueno. (laughs) If there is a traditional Canadian saying, no No bueno. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. We are in the current. Oh, and yeah. boy, did we have a busy week. Oh, it's been a week, hasn't it? It has. Who do I, who do I have with me tonight? The new guy, right? Hey! <laughs> hey, laddies. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Is that an accent you picked up? I. I bet. Oh, sorry. I'm Ryan. I'm Will. And I'm still trying to gather it all in. It's Bucky. Hey, Bucky. <laughs> hey, guys. And, and I'm Kyle. And uh, Uh-oh. We missed somebody, oh. didn't we? Wait. Yeah, we, uh, again. We got Sorry, it. I'm not Catfish. What? Ooh, but no, Catfish. In catfish I, I'm Jay. Hey, Jay. Oh, hey, Jay. It's What's Jay up from Jay. Underhill Forge? Uh, welcome. Welcome. He's sitting in this week for the Catfish. Ting, ting. Ting, <laughs> ting. 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 <laughs> 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 Ooh, I Somebody like that. Fired that's, up the yeah. forge. That's the forge sound. Yes. <laughs> Jay's going to have a special segment called You the guys forge. spare no expense at like, you know, sound gaffing. Uh, on the high quality sound effects. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That Off board cost us 12 grand. How much do you pay this guy behind us with the door and the shoes? And You, you mean know. the guy from uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Police Academy? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's cheap <laughs> Michael Winslow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mike, it's really nice to meet you. Sorry they don't give you a microphone to talk. <laughs> Guys, I don't even know where <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with some of the the awesomeness that's happened. There's I mean, been a lot, buddy. Yeah. I mean you coming back to the States for one. Yeah. Welcome well, back. I'm glad you made it through customs. Trying to make America great again. Yeah, you did by, by coming showing back. up. But yeah. you you were in a, a an Irish pub with a Sean Connery or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a bar in Dublin. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with a guy who owns a kilt shop outside of <laughs> Edinburgh, Scotland. Seriously. Yeah. Well, well we that's became, not a stereotype if I've ever heard nah, of one. We became wow. like best friends. Did he measure you? <laughs> he told me to to stop in at the shop the next time I'm in Scotland. Right, and I was right. like, the next time I'm in Scotland. Not this time? Well, but the next time. That's when we're getting Yeah, it only took how many years to get there in the get first that place? Right? Out. <laughs> uh, that that trip was amazing. Yeah. If you guys ever have an opportunity to go to Scotland or to Ireland rather, um I didn't know what to expect. I had no expectations going in. I just knew I was probably gonna have maybe a Guinness or two. And you're probably gonna miss the rut. And I mean I was trying to not think about that uh-huh. too much. I'm just saying. I did bring it up. 
on a daily basis. <laughs> My wife was tired hearing about it. <laughs> you dear, did did you right bring now? whiskey back? Uh, I did not. Um, in a bottle. There's yeah. still some in, in my liver, I think, at this point. Processed. Yeah, it's it's uh, still working its way through the system, I think. My liver was sore. Yeah, really? Uh, when I got back. Uh, I, I don't think I ever worked it out quite that much. Ryan, do they still have Alka-Seltzers at the sink side in the uh, hotel rooms in Ireland? I did not stay in a hotel, so I do not know. Or at a BNB. Sure. Uh, when I was there, they actually had Alka-Seltzers. It makes sense. I, I mean, I brought a lot of my own. Upset tummies. I brought a lot of my own <laughs> and uh, medicines. That's the name of Stevie's did band you, in high Did school. you experience a lack of ice in your drinks? Everything I got was from a tap. So oh, okay. I didn't, <laughs> well, that's, I didn't okay, have that's, any, any that's issues good, there. But, the, yeah, I mean, normally, like, ice is kind of a, you really have to ask for it and really ask for it like you want it. Yeah, um, I don't. I didn't have any experience with that. Now, one thing that I had always heard was a thing was that the beer's room temperature. No. That's not true at all. Um, but here's the thing: for every stereotype that we have of Ireland, <laughs> there is a stereotype that the people of Ireland have of us for Americans. Yeah, they. I'm pretty sure think everybody in America drinks Coors Light. Really? Because or Budweiser. We landed in Dublin. We got a shuttle over to the car rental place. And just talk, like, I talked to everyone. And that's, like, a big travel tip that I'll give you. Anytime you're out of the country, talk to the local people. Like, that's where you're going to learn so much. Yeah. And, and just meet really, really cool people. But talking to the guy on the shuttle, and uh, he was like, you know, what are you going to be doing? Where are you staying? And I mentioned that the last couple of days of the trip will be in Dublin. And I plan to do like the Guinness tour and all that touristy stuff. Yeah. He goes, ah, doing a little drinking, are you lads? Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. He goes, just a bit of warning for you. You're not in America. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, if you go into the pubs and you have three or four pints, you're going to know it. Nice. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, here's the thing. Guinness is 5% ABV. Yeah. So I'm drinking Guinness. I'm drinking Smittix. I had a couple Murphys. Like I'm drinking Wait, Irish it's, it's beer. It's 5% ABV over there? Yeah. It's only like 3.9 here. Well, but here's Unless the thing. Unless you're drinking an IPA. No, 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 no talking about Guinness. Guinness. Oh, oh, yeah. the, oh, the Guinness itself. Now, if you yes. drink the, the import stout, that's 5.9 or 5.7. Uh, yeah, but everything was under six. Like I actually had to search at, because uh, they sell it in all the gas stations. So I had to find, I had to search to find an IPA. I had to search, did you? I had to search. <laughs> that was uh, a 6.8. So what I think they're missing over there is the fact that the craft beer industry yeah, they, in the States yeah. is, is so big. Like, it is not uncommon. I sit here with a beverage right now that's a 7.5. Yeah. So I'm buying, you know, buy the case to have at the house sevens eights and nines on the regular so to go in to the pub and have three or four pints yeah i'm not gonna stumble you might out. have a two yeah, but it's, it's two not that half. they it's not that they missed out on it or they're missing out on it they did it 600 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but I they're think so beyond that the warning they're back the warning right about you know if you go in and you have not three anymore. pints of guinness with your fish and chips three. at lunchtime three, three or four three or four three or four 
pints of Guinness with, with me. I have it with me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> with your Lucky Charms. Oh, you're from America, are you? And me, a Rainbow Sherbet. You know, I know of a great place that has some Coors Light over there. <laughs> it's like making love in a canoe. No, everybody that we talked to, though, was like, I've never been on a trip outside of the country where everyone was wonderful. I didn't, I didn't come across anybody in that country really? who had mm -hmm. anything but just a delightful presence. Mm -hmm. Everybody was warm, inviting, welcoming. When you talk to them, they didn't stereotype so you. Like, no. like, like, uh, like Aunt, when we talked to Aunt Glasgow Jr., he's like, you sound like a bunch of Bam Margeas. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll, they'll interact with you and they'll have little jabs and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. But it's all oh, good-natured and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I got to meet this dude from uh, from Edinburgh in Scotland. Like, he was the only guy that we saw in all of Ireland with a kilt. Of course, the Irishman who figure. owns a kilt, or I'm sorry, the Scotsman who owns a kilt shop's wearing a kilt <laughs> in Dublin. But he was actually um, in a conversation with the bartender. Johnny Cash's grandson was in the Guinness bar uh, the week before we got there. There's a boy named Sue. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. One of them. So here's the thing. They're having this conversation <laughs> about Johnny Cash's grandson. And the bartender shows the Scotman. My Scotsman, name is Sue. How do you do? <laughs> he shows the now Scotsman this video. Right? Johnny Cash's grandson was in here. He's playing. It was amazing. He's not from Australia. I don't know why he sounded like that. <laughs> Actually, it sounded like you were from down south. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, he's showing it and the Scotsman's losing his mind he's like this is amazing oh my gosh <laughs> right I get right, so there we were sitting in the pub <laughs> right there Johnny right. Cash's grandson comes walking right in right there in Ireland so he's watching this video and he's freaking out about it and I leaned over and I'm sort of watching the video over his shoulder and I said well that's not Johnny Cash's grandson I'm Johnny Cash's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this dude's head whipped around. He's like, you sound just like him. And he just like lost his mind. So then we just, we became best friends for two hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you explain to him that everybody in America sounds the same? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a good time. Very good. Good, good time. That's fun. Biggest takeaway from Ireland. With the exception of two species, the there's towels. no at the hotel. There's no game animals in Ireland. There just isn't. There's two species, and I'm going to talk about them real briefly. Rodeo. But it looks like the perfect place for white-tailed deer to survive and thrive. Yeah. Mm -mm. The only reason that they don't is because the roads are so narrow, and there's no berms, and everything's got hedgerows. So all a deer would have to do is stick its head out and oh. it's, it's going to get clipped. So that's the only reason I can attribute to the fact that there's no deer, white-tailed deer. Well, I was going to say, did don't see they have some stag. Red, red stag? We did see yeah. some stag in Southwest part of the country, but in the airplane? like the rest of what? Southwest, Southwest but, in, the, in but They're huge though, right? Like they've got huge like, racks. Though. They were like they're... mini elk. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a shrunken elk. Um, they were amazing. And we did see some actual wild sheep, uh, some mountain goats, uh, whatever kind, whatever subspecies of goat that is. Um, I got some neat pictures of those. I know you boys got into some pheasants. Couple. <laughs> A few. I saw more pheasant walking around in Ireland. Really? Than I've seen hunting here. Now, that's only because I you didn't get to say, go hunting with Danny went... Lee and Karma. Right. Maybe. 
if I'm out with Danny Lee and Carmen, I'd see more. Otherwise, I say go to Ireland. You're just saying that because you went around. to the. You probably went to the drunken pheasant. No, no, like literally, we, like we were walking. It was probably a. a, a we're walking on there. the trail at the cliffs of Moher, looking at the beautiful sights, and all of a sudden, out of the hedgerow, flies a freaking pheasant. I've never had that experience in just like other than hunting with a dog. So this is me trying to get an invite, I guess, is what I'm saying. I think it happen. But yeah, a lot of pheasants running around and Irish hares were the other animal that we saw. Game species. Were they red? No. All right. Just I regular, stereotype. I, regular rabbit color. I apologize. <laughs> so basically you're saying the hunting in, in Ireland is limited to uh, red stag, pheasants, hare. I don't think they do any of the stag hunting really. That, really, the the stag that we saw were in the, like the Killarney National Forest, huh. uh, down there. So, so they're probably like protected, protected. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually saw while we were driving around two oh, different yeah. times. I saw guys that were hunting with the dog, like just walking hedgerows, and I don't know that they were pheasant and or rabbit hunting one or the other. No orange involved. I guess it's just not a thing over there. But they look fancy though. They have like the he did have like a tweed, a tweed cap, tweed cap knickers. I believe it. I believe it was a houndstooth print uh, on his tweed cap. Some high socks. Was it? Was it a deer slayer cap? (laughs) Yeah, that's Sherlock. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be. I I have no idea. (laughs) He's pretty far off in the distance. I just saw walking through the hedgerows. But yeah, you didn't run up and tell him about the podcast. Well, I was going about a hundred kilometers per hour. However fast that is, that's like thirty miles an hour. I mean, I think it's sixty-two. Oh, whatever. We're not here to do math. Yeah. yeah. We're not good at Don't that. bother me with that trivial stuff. All I know is my car gets 40 rods to the hog's head. <laughs> Whoa. And that's the way I like that's, it. That's the king's measurements there. <laughs> so the long and short of it is, great trip. Very Beautiful cool, sights. man. Welcome Beautiful back. Sights. Welcome back to the States. I missed you a little bit. Um, you missed out on some pretty epic deer hunt. That's what uh, I've been hearing. It's true. I did manage to you know settle the pin one time yeah since i got home i had two days left of hunting I had the last saturday and then the last day i totally forgot about that and i was able to get the job done this is probably going to be your episode it sounds like no <laughs> no. no 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 i'm trying to get my stuff out of the way so we can get to it there's some there's some important stuff yeah. that we're going to be talking about yeah. but the last saturday uh that evening i was able to harvest a doe during archery congratulations so, bud um i was fortunate enough to be able to do that because my son was unfortunate in his efforts uh he actually missed her and chased her right to me really yeah <laughs> poor little feller so so the old sharpshooter was uh uh he and i don't know i i, I look at it i'm happy and i'm proud same time i, I was glad he chased it to me uh, he decided because of the high winds. Proud for myself. Yeah, happy proud for myself. He didn't want to take his bow. He was just going to go with the crossbow. Right. He was worried about the wind and stuff like sure. that. And he hasn't shot in the wind. Smart. Regardless yeah. of his, lo- of you know the logic, logic behind it, he was he was being responsible. Right. He's trying to do. So that's the right that's thing. something to be proud. And of. then it it kind of bit him too because he's a left handed shot and the deer came in over his left shoulder. He couldn't get turned. He is ambidextrous in his shooting enough that he shot rifle right and left-handed. So he thought he could pull off a right-handed shot with the crossbow. And uh, he actually just shot underneath her and chased her right to me. (laughs) 
Sorry about your luck. So fortuitous for you. Yes, yes, worked out. And she she dropped right in front of him. You said, right? Yeah, she she spun around and and went back and dropped right in front of him. So he's little... he's got one on you though, because guess what? He's gonna eat it. Oh, uh, he got you, <laughs> son of a. <laughs> no, that's cool though. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, it was, it was good, awesome. Good yeah. time. What else happened? What do you got, Will? I mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, you know that I was out out of town as well. Yes, you were. In the uh we went to South Texas with Jeremiah Dowdy. Field to plate one oh one. Took a little class. Took a little class, learned how to hunt a little bit. Took a little great. deer. Two deer. Kyle, how's your hunting? Uh, pass. <laughs> what? What? Let let's just What'd you say pass on? everything. Let let's just say he always passes. My rutcation so, started as well as it ended. Oh. Which was it's not well. Is not. <laughs> you, you you should just call me. Call it a filmcation. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna call it a, because I managed to get as close as possible to getting a shot off at a deer without actually getting an actual shot off at deer. Why? Why? Well. <laughs> Why you ask? I'd love to so, know. So why. glad it's you a stall asked. tactic. Yeah, so. I, no, I personally would love to know why one would well, get so right. close to a deer so but not had, be able to kill. I had an inter- interaction with a very good buck on uh, the Saturday before the the this past. How one. many yards? That one didn't come in past sixty, so that one didn't come in close okay. enough. But nice interaction. You get yeah, past. but okay. it was a good interaction. I saw him harass it a doe. And then this past Saturday, this uh, uh, Saturday before Veterans Day, um, I had a buck at 10 yards. Ooh. However. That sounds really close. It's yeah. It was extremely close. With the wingspan like you've got, you could probably touch him. It's true. But during you know, this phase of the year with the rut, you want to be closer to the bedding area because that's where a lot of the chasing is going on. And that's where kind of the bucks are setting up to ambush the, the does. So me and my brother kind of went in with our climbers and kind of set up. Is it, bedding is area. it like a new property? No, it's uh, actually the same property that you hunted uh, in the afternoon. So where there's a lot of undergrowth and, you know, crab apples. So when you got your climber up to hunting height, you looked around and you said, I've got enough shooting. Yeah, I said I got about a 15, 20 yard shot straight out in front. I got what I said, happened? The deer got to come from right in front of me and follow one of these two trails. But what happened? The deer did not come from that direction. <laughs> he. It sounds a lot like the doe that you saw, Will, on this property where you were saying maybe there wasn't enough shooting lanes. I was just going to ask, <laughs> do you think it would help no. if you would open up some of that property? I Kyle? just want to. I like yeah. to cover. I like all the covers. So the the good news is <laughs> the buck had no idea that I was oh, there. That is the best news. That is the best. So does this mean that next time you're going to say you're uh <laughs> No. That doesn't well, I mean, mean there it. is no next time. But Don't you know. assume anything. It's not, that doesn't mean. Not with Parkins Tree Service around. <laughs> I do want to ask this. It seems like actually a, bring more brush in. You, you've had this problem for the last two seasons, right? Kyle? Yeah. Have you thought about moving your tree stand? I I I, I don't mean to be oh. coy. Is that the right word, coy? It's like a giant goldfish. But yeah, right. I don't mean to be like a giant goldfish. 
Thank you. <laughs> I don't but mean. Have I ever thought about cutting more more shooting lanes? That would be something to consider. Because you're seeing deer, bud, and and that's what's frustrating. And I'm sure you're more frustrated than anybody because you're sitting right there. But not enough. Oh, absolutely. But, so and and Will's right. Not enough for you to do something about it. In case yeah. the missus is listening, maybe a, a wicked gear uh, expandable tree saw. Yeah, that, in your future that, for uh, Christmas present, perhaps. There's more to it than that, but not really. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just that's a novice my, and I've learned some opposite uh, things here lately. That, that's that, just, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> hey, just giving you a hard time. Any rutcation, even if it doesn't end in, in any shots fired is it's, better than a week of work. It's yeah. true. A bad rutcation is better than any good day at work. Absolutely. At least you were outside, but yeah. absolutely. A bad yeah. rutcation. At least you're out better. there. Speaking of a uh, tree stand placement, Phil, you uh, you kind of oh, someone was you, up in a squirrel. Yeah, nest. you you got up a little high in a tree yeah. stand let's this weekend. Let's don't get ahead of ourselves, yeah. though, guys. Jay, did you do anything? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, how's uh, deer hunting? You know, I I did not do any deer hunting. Uh, oh, what? Well, hey, you know, I'm a small <laughs> game guy. I, I no, I hey. enjoyed getting out and I I enjoyed taking my gun for a walk. I will say, uh, <laughs> instead of uh, harvesting something, I actually lost something. Uh, my nice uh, IP68 certified military grade cell phone uh, is somewhere up on state game lands near Mount Gretna right now. Uh, so you've been hanging out with the R2 crew way too much. Yeah, for that to yeah. So you. my my cell phone yeah. that is uh, by the way, it's probably still working even if it fell into a creek or puddle or whatever because yeah. uh, you know it's waterproof to like a hundred foot and uh, you can hammer a nail in with the screen. Uh, whoever oh. finds it, congratulations. Uh, you've got a really <laughs> really nice phone and uh i promise you there's nothing bad in the pictures section uh, <laughs> but uh, bucky we should go small game hunting up there yeah yes. yeah yes. yeah you should uh, maybe we, i should place a reward for it we have a uh, so i i a way uh, of recovering lost gear so yeah well i, I yeah I, I heard that something about a pair of pliers yeah. or something yeah so there's a but a there's a reward for the finding of the pliers. So oh. you, you might be able to cost you reward. That, that's it'll cost true. you that Apple right. XR. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, um, an upgrade. So here's you, you have to understand this. This property is not like where uh, where Will and I went hunting. Uh, this place is a little overcrowded. And okay. I mean, when I was there, there were eleven cars. It's one of those places where they should probably stock a lot more because the push is really on there. But Or is that a bad thing because they're flying off property and hopefully Well, they're flying into they're flying into the farmers' fields next door, which is probably a good thing if they can actually make it. But the way I've been seeing Fox around here lately, I mean, we've got a lot of predators in this area. Uh, you know, I think they're they're their odds of surviving through the winter are probably not all that good. Not if Andy has anything to do with it. Get Andy yeah. on the job. Yeah. Come on, Spittle. So that was that was pretty much my week. Other than that, uh, you know, just going out and literally just walking around, enjoying myself, uh, but not not anticipating getting anything. But you know, it's that's not really what it's all about for me. No. God knows I wouldn't get any exercise otherwise. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Catfish says, you know, all the time. He's like, yeah, I, last night I walked, you know, whatever, three miles. And, uh, but like, if you put him on a track, you know, it wouldn't, it never happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's working out. Yeah. 
Yeah, but not you can walk fun. three miles. Right, like, like you send me to the gym, I'm going to go sit in the sauna. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm going to do at the gym. But yeah. yeah, you hand me a gun and say, go explore the woods and maybe... Yeah, I'm probably going to walk like 11 miles. Yeah, exactly. So, and high stepping through brush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, it's it, it's really calisthenic style workout. It's not it walking is. down Straight a sidewalk. So that's my week. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you're getting back out, you know, as a result of, uh, you know, whatever you're blaming. I have to say, I whatever never expected bla- to be invited to sit down with you guys. Whatever you're blaming. I mean, this is yeah. this is almost legendary. This is great. I almost want to break into a sauna campfire, and it's really hard to stay in the current, actually. Come on, no, stay please, with the stay in the current. I, 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 yeah. It's Don't hard not to. Don't get sucked into the fork, I, Bucky. Focus, Bucky. I'm sorry, Don't guys. go to the dark side, although <laughs> yeah, we do I, have cookies. I do like the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> cookies and beer. All my, right. my daughter has actually started saying that. She sits in the backseat of the car as we're driving, and she's like, come to the dark side. We have cookies. Oh, I'm like, really? <laughs> From a three-year-old, it's really cute to hear. Yeah. I'm sold. There's a fi- <laughs> fine line between cute and creepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so, then there were two. I got out with catfish. We we hunted some pheasants this morning. I yeah, saw that. Uh, pheasants are are still you know it, it's still going strong. It's but it's a little bit. It's yeah. you're not seeing the guys now. I think everybody's starting to get ready, getting the itch for you know yeah. rifle season things like that. Plus the temperatures are dropping. Uh, there's a lot of factors for it. And well, uh, I'm going to go hit it during the snow tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you should. I'm going to. I think you'll have a lot of fields to yourself. You know. I do too. Because we we did this morning. Do you think they'll uh, go out to the middle of the field during the s- snow or stay in the cover? Uh I think they'll hit a lot of those tall grasses. I mean, yeah, I think they're gonna. They're, it's gonna be some cover. I haven't hunted pheasants in the snow. Um, see a lot of pictures. It's a beautiful time to be out. But I know that that's not uh, catfish would be a better ask. Yeah. Golly. Well, and part of it too. There's the the birds in PA are somewhat unpredictable. Yeah, you know, sometimes they'll just run for. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. They, 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 there's a lot of them that would rather run. Yeah. You know, to your point, that would rather run than fly, and it makes it all the more difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. We were actually watching it uh, this past week when I was out. We were actually watching birds running in front of the dogs. <laughs> and I mean, it's literally like, here goes the dog and about five foot ahead of it, you can see the bird and they're all like, you just, they wouldn't flush. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, but you know, down where catfish was, I mean, with karma, I mean, well, karma's come on. I mean, karma's it's karma. karma yeah, right? yeah. Love you, karma. We love you, karma. <laughs> there, there's a reason why catfish loves that dog, and I mean, she does. She kicks him up, and you know, it's beautiful to watch her work. Yeah, but uh, you know, these dogs that I was with this past week, and nothing against them. It's just these birds had these. Oh, it's also soybean 
fields, so much easier to run through. You know, it's not that thick stuff that we were in where, you know, they've got no other place to go but up. Right. Uh, you know, the soybean fields are just running, but it was pretty comical going, boy, <laughs> here they are. They're like five or eight feet in front of the dogs, and you just we you We had a, uh, we hunted with Carmen this morning, and uh, she kicked up a, a hen, and uh, as, you know, catfish and I are, completely distracted with this hen that was too far away and maybe five feet from catfish uh, a <laughs> cockbird jumps up and, oh, geez. and just totally <laughs> throws us off guard and i was you know he was in the middle of the field it's one of the more narrow patches and he's in the middle and i was on the top side and uh yeah like it just i can't believe you know that it was he was he had no clue he was standing right on it. You know? Well, it's it's amazing. You can sit there and you can like unload your gun shooting at one bird and then look at where your shells are landing and the shells are literally landing on another bird. It's near. You yeah. know, it can be that way. It's amazing. Because they'll just, they'll hunker down. They're yeah. not going to move. Yeah. They're in panic mode. Yeah. You know, they know you're there and you don't know they're there. So they're winning. <laughs> it was, it was fun. And, um, you know, so we, we both missed um, that bird. And so, I don't know. Good morning. Beautiful morning to be out with, uh, with buddies. And, uh, but it was a nippy one. It was, yeah. a, bit, it was a bit nippy. Looked a little chilly. Good chill in the morning. You had some flushed cheeks. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into this one. Yeah. Bucky got invited to Hartwood Outdoors on his first. That's right. Like not as real, first, yeah, not his first archery hunt, but his first like deer camp, deer camp, like his first. Like, you know, I've never experienced that, guys. Yeah, um, camp, a camp environment is is different. I, yeah, that sure. the archery experience. Let's back up. Um, I got, I was beep, very beep, fortunate beep. and blessed to have the opportunity to have a hunt provided to me. By Hartwood Outdoors with Tracy Groves. Yeah. And I, we could give Tracy all the accolades in the world as far as his hunting capacity Dude's and his knowledge. Brilliant, right? Yeah. Uh, I learned so much on the technical aspect of just hunting. Did any of it go over your head? Probably half of it because <laughs> I don't even realize it was education. I think you're being generous on your part. Like, uh, yeah. he is so, like, I, everything, I mean, it comes at you. Just knowledge well, just comes whipping at you. It's like a, did, like a flying, like in your, like in a Lamborghini and you're watching it. Or you're traveling on a knowledge tra highway. To trace you're on a knowledge highway and there's telephone <laughs> poles whipping by. And one of those guys that has forgotten more knowledge that oh. you'll ever know yes yeah yes. it seems like it but what for tracy's benefit for people like me the novice guys tracy will put his inner dialogue on a loudspeaker if you will that'd be dangerous so if did that. <laughs> so when he's when he's doing things at least with me this weekend he was telling me what and why the rationale of what was going on every step of the way so i knew what he was doing, why he was doing it, why he was doing it at that time in that position for this time of year. Right. And it's like, holy cow, I, I, I need to have a pen and paper out more than this bow at this point. Um, and this is going to be a theme because this was the entire weekend was learning 
but getting this great experience, guys. And and I, I get there on the Thursday night, travel after work. I'm excited. I roll into camp. Tracy's there to meet me. We immediately get all my stuff out within five minutes, and we're inside the door, and we're looking at the map. And he has this huge four-by-five map, Will. Four-foot-by-five-foot oh, yeah. map yeah, of, of the property. There's two. Uh, two. One's topographical, and one's... Um, like an aerial. Yeah. You can see the clumps of trees and... And and he has it mapped out where he has it marked, you know, where all the trails are, you know, color coded, as well as where he has uh, tree stands Same and blinds yeah. and stands, um, food plots. This place is so well managed. Um, he might as well read me a Christmas story and being a three year old, because when he put me to bed I couldn't sleep, guys. I couldn't like I <laughs> was up every sugar plums. every half hour. My eyes was pop. My eyes were popping open. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stay settled. I was just had so many thoughts, um, some a lot of worries, a lot of it's nervous energy, a lot of yes, nervous yep. energy, a lot of insecurity, a lot of oh my gosh, I'm going to get up in a tree stand in the morning. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of it, um, but. Again, uh, questioning myself, my skills, all the way through, um, and which, by the way, all normal. Thank yeah, you. Anybody who doesn't—that's that's why guys are like, "Oh, I was so excited! I couldn't sleep the night before opening day." Those are the things. What you just described—all of that—is what everybody thinks about. Absolutely, everybody. But I'm 47, and so it's just like I can't. It knows no age. Yeah, <laughs> the struggle is. But real. it's not age appropriate. Like at least in my head, it's not age appropriate. But it's age well, appropriate with my experience level. Well, no, but it it's, truly is. But it's even uh, more than that. And I don't want to speak out of school, and he can correct me. Please and do, I'm sure because he will I, if I'm wrong. I'm new to the school. <laughs> that that nervous energy and the reasons you had it. Tracy goes to bed like that the day before he goes to hunt. Like he's got that same thoughts running through his head. Tracy, he's questioning oh yeah. himself. Tracy's a straight up kid. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's like, but let's go hunting boys. Like he just, he like he was, just, you know, like he's so jacked up. And but, it, but the, the, and it the didn't nerves. help me. That didn't help me. Will like, he was like, I'm glad to have you. We're going to do this. Like, Holy cow. This is happening. Buck. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Holy cow. I, I just had so many emotions. I was excited, but it's, oh, I just didn't, I was twisted and I'm still am twisted over right. this whole thing because there's so much going on. Um, you didn't have ahead. a bad night's sleep because the, the uh, sleeping quarters were. Oh no. The, the accommodations guys are out of this world. It yeah. is, it is a sweet setup. There are basically two bunk rooms that's, that, in the main cabin. In the main cabin that surround a, a hearth with a living room and a dining room and a kitchen. Um, it's warm. There's like a gigantic picnic table inside. The, f the floor's dry now. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, Last time we're... Yeah, was there a fire? Oh, uh, yeah. Wood stove fire. Oh, and it yeah. Smelled, right. it, smelled, it, it, it took me... It really kind of took me back and... I was in a good spot. Was it existential? It was existential. <laughs> I already knew that it was going to be a good weekend just because of the experiences that I was going to have, let alone what was going to happen yeah, it, outdoors. It sets the tone. Like the, the, the ambiance sets the tone. And then 
if the the little compound that he has, he has the shooting ranges and he has yes. He has the little uh, like there's a pond there outreach there's, center. Yeah, there's a pond. A um, couple he, ponds with stock full of catfish. Yeah. And he has a building. I was only there for what two hours. I think when we stopped <laughs> in on the way there. to ATA, we were working. There was a little bit of issue with one of the pipes, but we we got that all squared away. And just the couple minutes that I was there, it it was camp. It felt. It, it had that. It has that feel. It's an amazing place. And the facility, like Will was saying, there's a rifle range. There's a pistol range. There's a range for your bow. Archery range. Uh, hopefully, if you if you harvest, he has a, a meat processing house <laughs> with a great setup with a winch and so multi purpose. They can have little groups to big groups. Yep. The facility, uh, the pond, and the wildlife that we saw there. Uh, Tracy, unfortunately, is tortured because he's, uh, you know, his whole mission is to introduce, you know, people, either reintroduce them into the outdoors or just, you know, get them out and give them a nudge. And uh, and so, like, if you're there, you're going to see something. You're going to, you know, I, I walked out in the morning and saw a flock of turkeys. Um, it, it just, it, it really does, you know, touch it. And it in a special way but to him it's just you know he's on he's that's his whole you know it's purpose, baby you know what i mean so like there's not enough deer there's not enough turkeys there's not like but you're seeing them constantly oh, yeah. and he's he, exactly bless his heart yeah, you know you're like oh, i'm sorry like i saw 19 turkey in one group yeah. Well, that's more than I saw yeah. all turkey season. It's Of course, it, my turkey season is only three three days long. And, uh, right. Oh, man, I saw a bunch of them way before, or, you know, the day before. You see them before and after. Then the they season. went to Florida, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when we saw them, we did, we did ask the um, young man that was with us, Hunter, hey, look up. Did turkey go out yet? <laughs> we did. We did consider it. All of our turkey probably went down there, and that was during the rain on Friday. I mean, um, we did have to put up with with some rain, so I got very little stand time on the first day. But I, I learned a ton from the first day, and yeah. because of the first day, we were able to take that opportunity to um, hone in some more things yeah. in preparation for Friday. Um, did you see deer the first day? Oh, we saw deer that property has deer on and if you can't see a deer then you're not sitting still enough that's and even for me to say that it's yeah. amazing you know guys sure um i saw plenty of deer doe buck um far off up close um just things just didn't work out that first day gotcha but to the point where it it, did, it wasn't a wasted day and and i'm going to get to that at the end that what I've ultimately learned that there's no wasted day outdoors. In fact, you need more wasted days than you do good days. So sure. you learn. So, you know. so you got, you, you got up in the stand for the first time. You got down out of the stand for the first, first time. time that, yeah, that was and, the, and these are lock ones that you're in. Yes. And I did tell Tracy that first day when he got me up, I'm glad we got up so early. He said, why is that? I said, cause it's so dark. I don't know how far I'm up right now. <laughs> that was my honest and, so and do it you was, have a trepidation for heights i mean uh, you know uh jay i get a, <laughs> i get a nosebleed if i stand up on this chair wow uh, yeah i'm not I, and i i'm not a coordinated person i guess I, I i'm not i i i'll i'll trip over my own air see i i have a problem with ladders but a tree stand on the other hand it's like 
I don't know. It's securely fastened to a tree that has roots way deeper than, you know. I, I'm I'm completely with you there. I trust the tree. I don't trust Bucky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the problem. Like I have faith in everything else. I have faith in the manufacturer. I have faith in the product. I yeah. have faith in in the good Lord's tree that He's put there. I don't have faith in Bucky, and I'm proud of you for for making no, good it happen. Job, yeah, and then it rained. I mean, that was another little experience. It was kind of disappointing, but. I got to experience a tree stand in the rain. I, I again, everything was a win for me because you don't know what you don't know unless right. you're out there really doing it. I've only been in a ground blind, sure, and in, in a ladder stand, and a ladder stand, but not like the big boys do, <laughs> you know, because that so is you get down on a stand, and then uh, he wants to see you shoot, right? Yeah, and we got rid of my kisser button. Okay. Um, he wanted me to have less of a distraction and just to concentrate on anchor point, nose, aim. Okay. And uh, to to try to keep it simple. Um, I need a lot more time preparing, and that's what I learned to appreciate sure. through this weekend was just not the time to prepare to shoot, to make the shot, you have time preparing to where you put your deer stands to where the deer just naturally travel, not only in the summer, but in the winter. And, you know, where are those natural formations? I kind of started honing in that. Um, If you think you're a good archery shooter standing on the ground in 80 degree weather, then you need to practice 20 feet up in some wind being a little chilly yeah, it's the target archer versus, and, then, and totally. Yeah, it's it's way different. Yeah, and so then, and then maybe practice on target panic too. I mean, that's the other <laughs> aspect. How do you prepare? How do you guys prepare yeah. for that? I don't think there is anything that can prepare you. I mean, I know at least for me, like every year, like I could be as confident as can be shooting in my backyard, but until I actually get the shot off at a deer and like recover that deer, like my confidence level is down here until I actually make a shot that season on a deer and recover it. But I, it's like, a, I don't celebrate yeah. until I have it recovered. Yeah. I, I, I never feel good until yeah. it's, I watched that doe that my son shot at mm-hmm. take a couple of steps, like run, look back over her shoulder, back toward him and then continue down the trail. She was 11 yards, perfectly broadside from the base of the tree this was a chip shot beyond chip shots. And I already have the bow in my hand. My release is on the loop. And from the moment that I raised my elbow and started to draw, I blacked out. I can't tell you what happened. I'm, I, and I mean this in all seriousness. Yeah. I do not know what happened until I saw that deer spin and take off and cr- cross the creek and pile up. Like, that's why you have to practice to, to the nth degree. Everything becomes muscle memory because if you don't have it ingrained in you, you will lose it Yeah, in the moment of truth because I do not remember any of it. I, I, I think, and goal. that's my problem for the, for the postpartum, if you will. I think um, that also, like, uh, what I had an opportunity to do in Texas was I had a lot of scope time in, in between shots 
you know, so like, uh, in Pennsylvania, like these shots, uh, or Maryland or whatever, big woods hunting, they, you don't have long, you know what I mean? So you, it it becomes very quick and very apparent when it's, when it's going to be time. Um, in Texas, you know, or when it's, or somewhere that's a bit more open, um, and you have more animals and different things. I was literally at a lot of scope time. So I was able to kind of, there was a moment where I was like all jacked up, click off the safety on the gun and I'm ready to go. And, and then, you know, something, she turns or something, I flip the safety back on and, and, and then I can start to collect myself like, okay, I'm good. I got that eggy out, you know, yep. for, for now, <laughs> you know, but like, but it's completely different here. You know, I mean, like those moments where they're coming in and there's a window, especially with Kyle, there is only a tiny <laughs> window. Very, very, very small window. <laughs> Smallest <laughs> window you could imagine. <laughs> Shrubs everywhere and you got one little tiny window. I mean, it's going to jack anybody up instantly. Um, so, but yeah, that, that's, dude, I don't, that don't feel special, but at the same time, now you get it, right? Oh, I so get it, guys. I, I again, I I didn't know what I didn't know until I was out there. I mean, so much more time and on so many levels uh, with so many facets of the issue. I can't get off the the archery skills, right? Number one. So number one, so, archery skills. So it, Tracy worked worked you through the bow. The next morning, you have a game plan for the next day's hunt, which mm-hmm. uh, the weather's going to be better, but it's going to be windy, right? Yes. So that's a, the trade off. The rain goes out, but the ushers the wind in. I show up to camp to kind of support and, and cook. I ended up not cooking because Tracy likes to do yeah, a lot does. of things. But, you know, I try, I try to help out as much as I can and be a part of it. Um, it gave me the option to hunt, but I, I thought this was more about Bucky, and, and I wanted to support that, and hopefully I did that. You know, I wasn't a big distraction to you. No, and no, you were the... Um, you were there for when I really needed a brother the most, and that was um, just... The reassurance that I got. Um, he was your big toe. He was. Again, we go back to the big toe. my favorite description. And now, yeah, ever. metaphor for Will. <laughs> he was um, the sunny to your share. But no, I mean, <laughs> what an epic morning. I had an epic morning. I mean, so yeah, we, we, I up. came over so many obstacles just that morning in, in, in itself. Like, yeah. like You had a hike and a half. The longest hike, we were at the furthest point. Um, I didn't know this until after the shot, but, uh, Tracy and I were both dealing with the same ailment, uh, of a wet left foot. Oh yeah, I didn't. So, <laughs> uh, we, we walked through this huge, there's pot- a huge, like, like low area. <laughs> yeah. It was like this low area, but like, it's, it looks like a, uh, when you're walking up in the, in the dark, it's, it's just a little puddle come to realize that it, 
all the water drains right there. And it looks like a tiny pond. It's it, a it, it's a wood duck spot is what what it, it was, boys. <laughs> and it was a small pond. Yeah. And we went through it and But their rubber boots didn't make it. I wasn't gonna tell Tracy I was wet because we were already so close and he said I wasn't gonna tell you because I'm I'm the guy the guy that's supposed to have it all together and you know so we both kind of yeah they got, manned, a, little, we got man, a little deep we manned up and, and, and yeah, there's nothing worse than walking through with wet feet cold morning uh, on a cold morning i mean yeah seriously like it just but it we, grinds at you but we did it though guys i mean again like that was like you still got both feet yeah all the toes are there yeah i i'm alive i mean i mean <laughs> seriously like now i can you know we t- we laughed about it because he goes i gotta tell you something i said what's that he goes my foot's been cold since we walked through that puddle back there i yeah. said can i tell you something he goes what i said my foot's been cold too <laughs> so I thrive on that camaraderie. The blind shaman that fed that soul for me that weekend, just having that time. But we're in the tree stand, guys, and we're on a basically a thin hickory, and it was a roller coaster. Just after one of those gusts, I hear hear Trace get real quiet and real serious. There's a deer right in front of us, about at 60, 70 yards. Nice make a long story short it was two doe now thank goodness for good tree stand placement with some camouflage behind us for cold morning and a nice stiff breeze to keep hopefully our our scent above their noses sure and they worked themselves up and uh to the point where i had an opportunity to to do something nice um it wasn't the best of shots but you know guys um I learned from that. Uh, that's what I've taken away. But uh, make a long story short, we did the moral ethical thing. After that, we gave it some time. That's I mean that's that's standard. That's standard practice. I mean, yeah. if you when in doubt, even yeah, when in out. doubt, and it's not even like a you know whenever you're doubting. You know what I mean? It's very clear to you that things you know. Couldn't like if the deer didn't drop in front of you, you're instantly yeah. doubting. If you, yeah, you, know if you didn't I mean? hear it crash or see it go down, it's like you're, it's all you know. Yeah. So, but when you're, uh, you know, when when in doubt, back out. And and you guys, uh, we looped completely away from the sa- the direction she went and got out, got down, stayed out for four hours, yeah, and then we went came back. Down, had some good breakfast. And and the moral of the story is is Bucky didn't do anything the easy way this weekend. And therefore Bucky learned Who's not Bucky? to do you that. Say I. I did not. <laughs> the the moral of the story is I learned that I didn't do anything easy. Yeah. The entire weekend. Well, if you don't do something the hard way, you'll never appreciate the easy way. I hope on. someday. Right. You can but I hate being forty seven years old and doing that. It, it, I ought to know better. Well, no, I guess, don't, you know, you when, know, when we all start hunting, I think we, we have moments like that where perhaps we didn't necessarily have the best shot. Perhaps we, you know, because we, we anticipate, you know, we jump the gun a little bit. We take things a little prematurely, but yet at the same time, those are part of the growing pains. You know, you have to go beyond that. And, uh, you know, there's, it, it's, Next time There's it's going to be so much better. Every time, yeah. whether it's Mother Nature or just reality, it's going to smack you in the face. 
it's gonna you know what i mean you're gonna you're gonna learn one way or another yeah mother nature has a way of just you know and i still being am. cold being you know not having the right equipment like the, you're gonna you're gonna pay some always know, always <laughs> a wet left foot <laughs> always <laughs> but, this, this, so you guys backed out mm-hmm and you came down, you had a nice breakfast. Wonderful breakfast. Great, great <laughs> fellowship. We we kept warm. We spent four hours between shooting when I shot shot her and when we got was, back up there. Was that enough time? Um, in hindsight, yes. Did you think it was, been, I mean, were you? Yes, I was. I, I thought that was enough time for what we observed after the shot. Yeah. But- still for me i was still unsure because i did not have that experience for tracy he he even said i am 99.9 percent sure we'll harvest this deer yeah if we just if we're smart right and and smart being back out quiet don't disturb her get out give her some time sure come back and be smart trackers yeah yeah that that's the ultimate goal is that you know is, is having the wisdom to make the hard choices when you need to do it and and you know what what is that you don't know until you get into it so so we have the breakfast we we all load up in the buggy and uh and get up there and start to track right and it wasn't easy at first this was a hard trail i'm not gonna lie but the do the due diligence you know what i mean you're gonna yeah, I don't know. Instinctually, it just started to... Takeaways from this tracking experience, never, ever, ever go further than a one pace, three feet away from last... Slow is s- fast. ...sign. Yeah. And w- if you go more than that without seeing the next sign, you need to circle back. Always remember, circle back to that last sign. Yeah. It's so important. Be slow. Be diligent. Be patient. And that and that's another thing I need to mention. Everything with deer hunting, I've learned you've got to be slow and diligent at from your scouting, from your prep in the summer, from when you walk out to your stand, from your your shot sequence. Everything is slow in archery hunting. When you're walking, when you're on the trail, when you're tracking deer, you don't want to haphazardly kick the... You know what I mean? You have Everything to be deliberate is, in where you step. It's you know? so slow yeah. and like slow, wow. steady, and steady everything, is fast. Everything yeah. is slow in deer hunting. I don't know one thing you do fast, and I don't think there is one other than when I do it. <laughs> Load the truck. Yeah, <laughs> but but long story short, what a great experience! What a positive overall positive feeling for me because I'm taking the stuff that wasn't the best for me. Yeah. But I'm learning. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to make those mistakes again and I'm not going to allow myself the opportunity until I, I do, I put some things in place. Ultimately we, you know, we ended up, uh, she went to 250 yards and, and it took, probably two hours and 50 minutes to, to go that distance, you know? And, and, uh, one of the things that I, I kind of learned, um, I, I don't know that there was four of us 
and uh, the way we we did it, I don't know that one guy would have found that deer because uh, I mean it, it, was may, it would have took it would maybe taken longer or whatever whatever the but like if one person lost the trail the next person that could see would just take up and then the next person would jump in there and everybody played their role. Yeah, I agree. I go back to slow and steady yeah. won the race. And yeah. and yeah, I and, and I will be I'm so confident in, in that fact as far as tracking. How relieved were you when you found her? Um Are you trying to elicit that same response? Because it could happen. I was, I was so relieved. I could not allow myself to ultimately enjoy that hunt until that happened. Yeah. Um, I was very relieved because, as you know, and we've shared, and I looked up at you right after I had my moment with that with with that animal with that doe, uh, and said I've been looking for her for three years. Yeah. Since I lost that one two years ago. Um that's been something in the back of my mind. Um but yet it's been so long it was so long that I forgot some of those lessons that I quickly relearned on this one that will not be forgotten from here on out. Yeah, good. Good for you. I can tell you this, even when you watch one go down, you still don't have that you don't believe until it. your hands are on yeah. it until you, you get older. Yep. Yeah. And I was so thankful. I, I, um, so what, a healthy, healthy deer, very uh, healthy deer. We did everything that we needed to do. Like, I mean, from once we found her, and it was a cold day, so you know we weren't worried that there was a whole lot of uh, any kind of damage. No coyotes got to her, or nothing like that. So you know we loaded her up, got her down, and, uh, and got her on ice as soon as, you know, soon as we could. It was wonderful. So was I hope you learned a lot, man. Because oh. that, uh, I mean, I know you did. I'm saying that like uh, just to kind of like move the story along. Yeah. Because we could sit here uh, all day long. And yeah. ask me in two months, I'll tell you another 45 minutes worth of lessons that I've recalled since then. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but thank you guys. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Heartwood Outdoors. Thank you, Will. Thank you, our two brothers. Congrats, all, all you yeah, guys. Congrats to you, man. Welcome er, to the thank club. you, fans. I had fans out there wishing me luck and with me the entire way. Um, it, it was a lot more pressure than just if I would. I would. I will say that now <laughs> that it was a lot of pressure with a lot of uh, hopes riding on me and a lot of support. Like wow, like I can't let everybody. Like it was. It was huge. <laughs> Whew. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I I can't make a lot of noise, but I had to make a little. So, um, yeah, Yeehaw. guys, I can't wait to tell you about an easier time. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to hear it. Buddy. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's, you know, you, you got the opportunity to do this and really would have been disappointed if you said, yeah, I went and I didn't see anything uh, or I missed every yeah. shot that I took, you know, like, yeah, it's, see it's, it? You're See, taking you're taking something and you're really you're learning a lot of positive things from it. So that's a thanks, great Jay. thing. And seeing deer was not the problem there at Harvard, <laughs> that's for sure. That's <laughs> not the problem. Awesome. We're not gonna have time for the better the hunt topic ad, unfortunately. That doesn't uh, mean that you won't have time to go over to betterthehunt.com. 
Pick Go yourself to up a com. Especially with the cold temps now. Is that Rut River 20 for the 20% off your bowman? Love it. How about that? Nailed it. And I bet Bucky got a little bit hungry while he was up on the up up high in that uh, lock on stand. Yep. So if you want some of that Moses family jerky, get on over to mfjerky.com and don't forget about your uh Promo code M- Jerky Pursuits 15. Jerky Pursuits 15. Get yourself. That'll get you 15% off the entire website. Everything. Get on over there, get yourself a cart full, and check it out. I peed myself a little bit when Catfish said <laughs> that he puts his uh, teriyaki jerky into a cup of hot water and rolls out to work. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? No, Did I you didn't hear that? that one yet. Oh, it's hilarious. I love it. Uh Guys, also, don't forget to check out the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. And don't forget to check us out on all the social media outlets, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 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 Don't forget to check out the YouTubes, Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Podcast. Subscribe there for all your YouTube needs. And don't forget to swing by the website, RuttenRiverPursuits.com. Jay, yeah, I want to thank you personally. Uh, hey, it, guys, it's been an honor and a privilege to sit in here with you guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to thank you for making me fat and sassy tonight. Those chicken livers, <laughs> I can't, I can't get over those. I want sassy. more now. Uh, you know, I think Jay Leanna should... actually just finished the rest. Oh, of them. Oh, we weren't going to tell Will. So, oh, yeah. no, oh, sorry, that's you right. right. Totally the rest that you had all packed. Uh, no, 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 not oh. all. Of them. She took three or four of them. Nothing okay. happened. Yeah, right, nothing happened. Right. Well, Jay, we appreciate you being here, bud. For those folks who have not yet attended, I'm in that group. One of your classes. What can we find out more about Underhill Forge? Uh, you can go to underhillforge.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at underhill underscore forge. Uh, and my apprentice takes care of some Facebook thing that yeah. I, I just, I don't have time for that. The heck. Ain't nobody got time for that. The heck. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You know, if I was sitting on Facebook all the time, I wouldn't be able to go out yeah. hunting. Or forging. Or fishing. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess every <laughs> once in a while I do that forging thing too. But, you know, uh, I look forward to my off times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I'm here to say the work you do is phenomenal. And Thank I you will guys. be. Thank you. I will be taking I look forward to having all of you guys in class yeah. eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, we would love to do Even it. if I have to do something like really special, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah I would yeah. do something we really special for us. That's <laughs> yes. what I Yeah, like a right. spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could do a spork making class. Oh, no, that that'd be cool. Yeah, I bet. Pound that one out. <laughs> I've seen the tongs this guy makes. They're impressive. Oh, yeah. oh, all the scalloping. He can pound out that scalloping. Pure stainless oh, too. It's amazing. It's like he pressed it. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it yeah. is impressive. You know, I do have a thirty ton hydraulic press. Do you? Yes. Dang, oh, dude! Man. Now you're just showing off. Yeah. Well, yeah. think of all the pennies we could flatten with that thing. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Love thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See you, boys. Thank you. I wear that tree stand safety harness. <laughs> or a rig and weedless. <laughs> Either one. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. You're in the forge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ting, it's ting, time. It's ting, time. ting, ting, ting. Oh, man, I should have wore my get it hot and bang it. 
he shows the now you gotta die. this video, right? Johnny Cash, the grandson, was in here. He's playing. It was amazing. He's not from Australia. I don't know why he sounded like that. <laughs> Actually, he sounded like you were from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's showing it, and the Scotsman's losing his mind. He's like, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? I get right, it. Right, so there we were, sitting in the pub. <laughs> Too wrong. Right there, Johnny right. Cash's grandson comes walking right in. Right there in Ireland. So he's watching this video, and he's freaking out about it. And I leaned over, and I'm sort of watching the video over his shoulder. And I said... Well, that's not John Cash's grandson. I'm John Cash's grandson. <laughs> and, and this dude's head whipped around. He's like, you sound just like him. And he just like lost his mind. So then we just, we became best friends for two hours. Yeah, yeah.